0: So it's one thing to
1: hear all the people on the podcast say that they found the perfect job or the job was a perfect fit or they found a company that was just right for them. But the question though is how do you actually do that? How do you find a company that fits you? This is the Happen to Your Career podcast with Scott Anthony Barlow. We help you stop doing work that doesn't fit you, figure out what does, and make it happen.
2: We help you define the work that's unapologetically you, and then go get it. If you're ready to make a change, keep
3: listening. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Here's Scott. Possibly the most difficult part of finding opportunities that fit you is locating organizations that are a perfect match for you after all there really isn't a list out there of companies that are small family style organizations that happen to allow highly flexible schedules and also have large amounts of resources and a leadership team that's helped on integrity or whatever it is that you absolutely want there's just not a list of those i mean those organizations they're out there for sure but the question is how do you find this unicorn organization that fits you but it's even more complicated than that because what's a perfect fit for one person isn't necessarily right for you.
0: I and mean, I just, I like that small company. I, I don't actually have a job description. I don't know what the position is. So, but I like that because that means that it can kind of, it'll be work, work around my strengths and let me be involved in everything, which is kind of how I, I like to be involved in everything.
3: <laughs> That's Julie. She's one of our clients who has been in and around the financial industry, financial services industry for quite a few years. And she's working with Jennifer, one of our career happiness coaches. Julie has done a great job finding a few organizations that pique her interest. However, when it comes to identifying other potential organizations that could be a fit, that's the part that's been giving her trouble. Actually, (laughs) Just trying to decide whether to focus her efforts on roles or organizations at all has been a struggle. We sat down for a coaching session on how to work through these pieces. Julie was very kind and allowed me to share part of the session with all of you, too. So here she is, as I'm helping her get very clear in two areas. Number one, what specifically she needs and wants in her next role. And number two, what are the largest priorities for her?
0: The biggest thing is the culture. It feels very, a lot like the culture from my old firm that I was with for almost 11 years. And that's been like, I miss that so much. I like that small family. People actually care about you and ask Mm -hmm. how your weekend was or, you know, just ask about you. It's not just come into work heads down and grind and nobody wants to like socialize. Um, I just tell they treat They're they're a really close family. They all are back in the office, not because they have to, because they want to, they choose to have lunch every day. They're um, ordering DoorDash for everyone every day because a lot of the places are closed. Just things like that, the opportunity to have ownership and, and be a partner, which is something that I turned down and really is really important to me. I, and a lot of it just, co- I guess, comes from my old role where I was involved in everything like decision-making, strategic planning, um, pro- project management process improvement, employee mentorship. Um, it was just, there was a lot of team collaboration and anyone could have an opinion and insight and and maybe they didn't always take your idea or your suggestion, but at least you've like, I felt like my opinion mattered and yeah. I was valued and, and the work that I did was making the organization better. And it, it doesn't, I don't know that it necessarily matters what that is. It's just that I, I learned that I need that. Like in my, role now it's just very top down there's not any order direction and or input from anyone and it it just gives me a lot of anxiety
3: so when you say i need that you're talking about the feeling like your opinion matters and also the being able to contribute in the way of making the org better directly okay yeah Anything else that goes into that (laughs) when you say, I need that, or, or that is really a must have moving into that next opportunity.
0: I think it's important that I feel, I mean, even if it's not maybe every single thing in the organization, but the things that affect me and my work, that I'm fully integrated and involved, um, and at least have a say or. I don't like the siloed work environment that I'm in now. Like if I, like in my current role, I'm financial planner and so like, I'll work with the clients, but then not be involved in other parts of the clients. I, yeah. I, like I want to be involved in the whole process and anything that's happening. And it should like, I want a team around the client. So if this is the team, then everybody's included on the emails. Everybody knows what's going on so that, then somebody's out and they call, you know what's going on. You don't look like an idiot or you don't miss things. It's just feels more efficient.
3: Okay. All right. So here's a couple of things I heard you say, and this is where I need you to set me straight a little <laughs> because this is going to help focus our efforts. Sure. Uh, it's going to, you know, the whole, uh, Actually, I totally forget the quote. It's something about, you know, you steer a boat one degree to the blah, 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 and then that you end up however many miles off course. Okay. Well, that's why I want to make sure that we are right on here a little bit. That way we, are, that way we get to the place where you want to go. Sure. So one of the things that I'm seeing and hearing is that you've really focused on some of this you know, financial aspect in terms of the types of organizations that you have sought out. Right um and I've seen a lot of that, and what uh, there's nothing wrong with that whatsoever, so uh, my question doesn't come from a uh, you're uh, doing it right or wrong perspective. The only right answer is what is true for you. That said, I want to understand a little bit about why you 've chosen to focus your efforts around those areas as opposed to any other areas.
0: I just have always had a really strong interest in finance and accounting related topics Uh and I really do enjoy the industry. But like I left my old organization working with nonprofit organizations, more institutional type clients and turned down partner to follow a passion to work with like personal finance and individuals. And I do enjoy that a lot it's not been as great as i thought but i think it's more the organization than the career path but then there's always this this doubt in the back of my head because this has been so bad that i'm like maybe maybe it's both so i don't fully know but i know that i love helping people and i love finance so whether that's as a wealth advisor or some other type of a financial organization helping people i just know that those two things Are important. That helps.
3: Okay. I have a, a couple thoughts for you. And this is the part where you've got to set me straight here. Okay. So I'm gonna share with you what I think I've read and what I've heard, and then you can say, No, Scott, that's not right, or or you know, here's what I meant by that, or anything else. What I'm what I believe I'm hearing and what I also believe that I'm reading and what you sent over to me are Almost everything that you have put down is about is controlled by the organization or by the environment in the organization. When you say things like you know, "small and family type culture," and they they act more like uh, like a family, and they're going and getting Doordash and. Uh, like that doesn't have anything to do with the type of work that you're doing whatsoever, and I, I keep hearing that over and over again. And as I look at your ideal career profile, you know I see things like the amount of income that you want to to make is probably going to be dictated a whole lot by the the organization and the profitability of that organization. Maybe a little bit of the level of role we'll call it. The flexibility you have, I know that you want to spend more time than you are being able to visit friends and family and places, and that's going to be an organizational cultural type thing in terms of acceptance versus not the family social aspect, the growth that the types of growth that you're looking for are very likely going to be associated with with the type of organization and the people within that organization too. Even you mentioned, you've mentioned several times to me over the course, just like interactions, about feeling like you fit into the multi-potentialite category where you have lots of interests, not necessarily one particular interest, right? Right. And that is often, not always, but often going to be less role-driven and more organizational-driven, It's not that it can't be role-driven, and it's not that that's impossible, but if you had to start someplace, it sounds like there's probably a lot of types of things that you could do as it relates to roles, but that is actually less important for you than the organization. Okay, so that's what I believe I'm hearing. Um, And here's where you got to say, no, Scott, that's totally wrong. Actually this, or be able to say, yeah, uh, that's right on. Or we can sort through it together.
0: Actually, I think that's really helpful because <laughs> that's what I've been trying to figure out for a year is like, what, what am I stuck on? Like, cause I, for a year I've been struggling with, am I in the wrong role or the wrong company or both? And you know, I've gone through all this stuff and I even worked with a different career coach before it happened to your career. And it was just kind of the same conversation of like, you've got to pick and I'm like, I, I can't, I can't. I can, don't make me pick. in this, this and this and this and this, I, I want it all like push to mush mash together. Yeah. And so I think that makes sense that it really is more about because I would be happy in any of these roles that I have on my, that I mentioned. in, in my
3: Yeah. Books. And well, as long as long as being some of these other right. pieces that you right. have mentioned are really important to you. That's, I believe what I'm hearing, I think but I'm that, literally putting words into your mouth. So please but feel but free I think to I object. Needed
0: that. <laughs> so those are the words I've been trying to find for a year. So I appreciate it. <laughs> okay.
3: Oh. Absolutely. My pleasure. And if that is the case, then I think that my advice is going to be retargeting how you're looking for organizations, not completely, but partially. And what I mean by that is, I think that is probably going to be more helpful for us to target our search around things like size, culture. Maybe, even certain industries, I think those are going to be far more important than just focusing on a more narrow scope in terms of like what kinds of roles can that organization offer and I think you 've been doing both, so that 's good we 're just going to temporarily eliminate one of those one of those paths that will help you focus, and that will help you find more of what you're what you 're looking for because the the name of the game here is how much can we eliminate and move off the table so that we can draw our attention to what is actually left over that could be great for you. Because it's just mm. for someone like you, I would imagine who can do anything and you have done lots of many things, then that makes these types of decisions even more complex because it's like, I did, like you said, I don't, I don't want to pick, I don't want to give it up. Is, is that a fair assessment?
0: Yeah, that's fair.
3: What I think that means is it relates to organizations is that we need to get even more specific on what creates the right organization before we can really get into the nitty gritty of search. Because I, what I could do with you is we could like jump right over to the, uh, to the internet. I could screen share and we could start searching for organizations. However, I think a lot of things are going to sound really, really good right now. Um, what we are left with is still almost too large to really begin a fruitful search. It doesn't mean you can't find anything. It means you'll find way, way too much. Um, and that, that's one way to start. I mean, if we have no other alternative, we can absolutely start there. But what I would probably suggest first that'll help us get into that nitty gritty a little bit easier is seeing if we can get down to what is most important first. And when I say what is most important first, I mean, which of these elements that are important to you, like you know being able to have a higher degree of flexibility or you know, having this small family type feel or something else that we haven't even defined yet that you need and want in the organization and the culture, what are the pieces that flow up near the top where if you didn't have them? then it would it would be a showstopper. Does that make sense? Yeah. Does anything Um, float to mind initially as to what some of the pieces that might be more important versus the others? And if not, we can begin, I can ask you a question so we can sift through it together.
0: I mean I think the kind of harmonious team based collaborative environment is probably the most important item. I may forget something, but I feel like that's pretty high up there. Okay.
3: Do you mind if I uh, share the copy of the ideal career profile that you sent me? No, I don't pull it up on the screen so we can look at it here at the same time. So what I'm going to do is just as you're talking, I'm either going to type or I'm going to highlight. So that harmonious environment. So tell me about that. You've used the word collaborative a lot just in this conversation Mm -hmm. and I've seen it pop up inside of our community uh, once or twice. I don't remember where or what context, but I've, I've seen that with you uh, a variety of times. So I'm guessing there's some measure of that being pretty important. So tell me more about the harmonious, the collaboration type piece, what that looks like and why you think that is near the top.
0: Because I love people. <laughs> and I a great need, place to start. I need, I need people. I need a lot of people interaction and I don't know, I guess I'm an extrovert. So like brainstorming and that is just, I, I get energy from that. Um, like I don't know how to not take a genuine interest in people or especially like if I'm, you spend most of your time at work. So I want to like the people that I work with. I mean, sure, sure. There might, there seems to always be like one bad egg, but the bad egg needs to at least be like tolerable, <laughs> you know. Like everybody wants everyone to to do well. I I don't like a competitive work environment where it's like, you know, I want to be successful. I want everyone else around me to be successful. So I feel like I have a, a lot of competition in my current environment.
3: Okay, so. For you, part of that is about being in an environment where these are not your words, but my words, you said, I want to be successful and you know, let everybody else be successful too. But it jumps into my mind as being able to you know, bring, everyone brings everyone else up for lack yes. of a better phrase. Yeah. Okay. So why do you consider that to be near the, near the top? Versus any of these other things that you have listed on here. Cause you've got lots of great pieces on here.
0: Yeah. I mean, the, I guess i now I'm seeing, I mean, honesty and integrity is pretty important and up at the top too, but in a way those go kind of hand in hand. Cause if you're not being honest and you're, then it's not a harmonious environment, at least in my mind.
3: So that's part of what that harmonious environment means to you then.
0: Yeah. It was okay. part of it, but not, um,
3: I'm going to actually take this and you have it under ideals, which would be, you know, beyond the, the must have. And I'm actually going to take this piece here and say, this must happen. So these are actually, at least this element is your minimum. Like if you move into another role Mm -hmm. and you don't have these pieces, you're going to go right back to feeling like you are right now. So I think that is the, the line if that makes sense, and when I say the line, I'm talking about <laughs> everything above the line is stuff you must have, or I should say, the line is uh, is exactly what you must have. Everything beyond that is ideals, and then everything below the line are things that you cannot accept. They're below the minimum. Uh, so true. I think these pieces really are for you the minimums. What feels true for that? What feels not true? for that for you.
0: Yeah. I mean, I think that's right. (laughs) I I probably just didn't fill that out. Right. No, that's okay.
3: There's not necessarily like (laughs) it's made to be a, it's made to be an ongoing document and a draft and everything else along those lines. Um,
0: (laughs) I guess other minimums would be um, a, a certain aspect of the financial and benefits and kind of like PTO that I, and I have, and I'm accustomed to, i okay.
3: Those so some of these pieces could also be minimums down here too.
0: Yeah. I wouldn't say necessarily all, but certainly some of them. I'm,
3: okay. So then what would, if we were to get sort of wildly crazy here for just a minute, what would this piece look like to the extreme? What would this piece look like to ideals? Like if you could have sort of wave your magic wand for a second and say, you know what, there's not even that one bad egg there or whatever, then what would that, what would that look like for you? Let's just move down that path for just a second. Cause that's going to help us understand where to target our efforts to.
0: Like uh, what would a harmonious collaborative environment look like?
3: Yeah.
0: Um, yep. It would be like warm and welcoming. Um, how was your weekend? Do you have any plans? Kind of caring about each other. Maybe on occasion people going to lunch together or doing things outside of work together, but not. that's not a must.
4: Okay. That's like after good.
0: hours. I mean, it would be nice to have coworkers that you want to go to lunch with or do things here and there, but it's not like, everybody doesn't want to get together after hours. That's,
3: that's a good good example of an ideal. Anytime you hear yourself say it's not a must, Mm -hmm. but it would be nice to that. That's your ideal category. That's your alarm bell going off That Ooh, Hey, that is, that is something that is, it's not one of these minimums necessarily. It's not, uh, not below the line, but it is something that I would really like to have and really would love to see in next opportunities and beyond
0: I, I think I so. need co-workers that like sports and can talk about sports that's probably a must Sad.
3: you said that like sports and can talk about sports or don't yeah. like sports I want to make but sure I heard like that I like we
0: can talk about them I, I work in a man's industry so that's never been an issue but it's important
3: okay cool that's awesome <laughs> Now we're getting into, now we're getting into some pretty big ideals here and we're getting really specific too.
0: But I mean, I guess like, um, just an open communication, you know, everybody kind of is on the same page, like with where are we trying to go with the organization? What's going on? There's, there's not a lot of ambiguity about anything, you know? I mean, just clear communication,
3: Okay. I'm going to substitute in a few things that are must-haves in order to create that, that everyone on the same page or having that open communication, likely those are going to be organizations that to some degree are a bit vision-driven. Now, that doesn't necessarily mean that you are like the whole organization is, you know, establishing you know, water sources in Africa or anything along those lines. However, it does mean that for everybody to be on the same page, then there has to be great top-down communication as well as bottom-up communication. So that typically is going to be having everybody on the same page with uh, you know, things like vision or mission or other pieces of that as well. So sure. the reason I'm pointing that out is that can give you clues as to where to start looking as well. A couple of the things that I'm hearing, and I'm just going to write these down for you so that you're going to have some places to start. So when you think about searching for organizations, here's some of the things that can be great for you to start with. We probably are looking for small. I'm just going to capture it right here on Mm -hmm. this piece, and then I can send you this uh, link to this version of it so that you have all this information too. Uh. So we're probably looking for small to medium-sized organizations or sub-organizations of larger organizations. The reason that I would suggest waiting on that is I think you're probably going to find more fruit. Uh, You're going to bear more fruit if you actually start with the small to medium-sized organizations. Those have a higher chance in most cases of feeling more like that family. Because they often have a little bit more stability in some ways. Not always. You're looking for the ones that do have a little bit more stability in terms of of people, which means people get to build deeper relationships. They often are working together in different capacities, or they are responsible for doing more. So therefore they have to rely on each other more as well. Mm-hmm. So there's a whole series of reasons. I won't go into all of them for you, but that is a great place to start. Aside from that. We're probably looking at those vision uh, driven organizations um, or organizations that have a clear cause. So, in the financial industry, uh, there are still plenty of organizations that have a clear cause, necessarily. Uh, They are it shows up differently in that type of organization sometimes than it does in a Tom Shoes type organization. However, you can see a pretty distinct difference when you talk to people in an organization like, let's see, like SoFi Financial versus Uh, versus a, why can't I think of one of the smaller ones that is just escaping me right now? I just had an interaction with them the other day. And you talk to some of the team members in those organizations as two completely different fields, uh, depending on, are they rallied around the same type of cause? Is the communication (laughs) great around that cause? Could they prioritize within their organization? have they grown really, 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 really quickly? That's another thing you're probably not looking for. You're probably looking for more steady growth as opposed to growing so fast that they are losing bits of these pieces that you're talking about here. Right. So I'll write that down to steady growth as opposed to massive growth. So... Organizations that have grown specifically because they've had venture capital dumped into them, I want you to avoid like the plague. You're not going, you're a lot less likely to get that, uh, what you want out of it in those types of organizations where organizations that may have been around for you know, five or seven or 10 plus years that are still relatively you know, medium sized to small, but have experienced steady growth are going to be another indicator to you as well. So what I'm trying to do for you is get you a little bit of a checklist in terms of different ways to look at this so that we can translate some of what you want into where you can begin to look for it. Some of the other things that pop up too are going to be the flexibility side. Help me understand what you want about that. Is that primarily just having flexibility for time off or is that having flexibility for yeah, how you're doing the work? Help, help me understand what that means. Yeah,
0: I guess it's kind of a, a a few things. It's like if flexibility that if I need to, I don't know. I'm not necessarily looking to like work from home all the time. But if you know, if somebody's come into the house, or I have an appointment on this opposite side of town, close to home, but nowhere near the office, you know, to be able to work from home for a little bit and then go to that appointment. Just that kind of stuff. Or, you know, if there's a doctor's appointment or time off.
4: Okay. Um, okay. I
0: also like, like to be able to decide what time I eat my lunch.
4: <laughs> All right.
0: <laughs> Which I never thought be something that I had to even think of, but that's like a scheduled time where I work now. I hate it.
3: Okay, let's bring it back around, because there's really three parts here. There's figuring out your must haves and getting incredibly specific. And then after you do that, you'll have initial clues as to where you can begin looking for target organizations. Just a hint, it's probably not indeed.com, although you can use indeed for some clues. But when you get to this point, then I want to show you an example of exactly how this happens. And then after that, I'll show you how and give you some examples. We'll even get to listen to a few coaching sessions of exactly how to reach out and give you some advice on how to reach out to organizations once you find them. Sound good?
1: So I have been in a business analyst type role for the last probably 13-ish years. And when I started um, happened to Your Career, it was because I was unhappy in my current role, and I wasn't sure if it was the role I was unhappy in, like I didn't want to be a business analyst anymore, or if it was what I'm doing and the company I'm in. So through working with Jennifer and figuring out my strengths, I've figured out that like, I really do like being a business analyst, and I want to be a product owner, which is just the next step, and it's just what I'm doing in my particular role that I'm not happy in. In the past, I have worked in software development, which I loved, and I would like to go back there. I've also learned that I have a passion for mental health for one reason or another. I was briefly a psychology major in college. Were you really? Uh, Briefly. Yeah. I ended up having a management of information systems degree, but yeah. So it's always been an interest of mine and I would love to work doing software development in the mental health space.
3: That's Sherry. She's another person we're working with. She has been in a, she lives in a rural location, one and a half, two hours away from a major city. And she's very interested in remote work, but also recognizes that some organizations don't advertise remote work. And now there's even more possibilities than there ever was before and with people working from home and staying at home. And she wants to understand how specifically she can Find organizations that really fit what she's looking for. So, you'll hear me showcase some different ways, just a few different approaches for how to do that. So, first of all, I heard you say, you know, searching for like mental health software companies. That Mm -hmm. was one of the things that you said earlier, right? Yep. One of the things I found is super helpful for searching for organizations is taking variations of different types of words, almost CSI style, and searching for those combinations because you might not get it right in Google the first time and maybe not at the second time and probably not the third time either. But, <laughs> you know, four or five, six times down the road when you tweak some variations, then you can probably get it right. So let's take a variation of that and see what comes up here. So Oh, by the way, one of the things that we can do too is look for suggested searches too. So I Mm -hmm. have my Google Chrome browser on so that it pops up suggested searches as well. But let's say mental health, how about apps instead of software? That's a Mm -hmm. more current term that more progressive companies have a tendency to use anyways. So that's going to fit that more progressive type organization is probably going to have more progressive culture, which you know, that's a, that's a far, far set of uh, assumptions here, but even starting out with words that are more likely to fit are going to be better way to go. So mental health apps, let's just see what pops up here. Okay. So we've got scholarly articles for mental health apps, top 10 mental health apps. Oh, you know what? Hold on. That might lead us to a different thing. What if we, Oh, here we go. The seven best mental health apps of 2020. What if we took that and just took that as a search potentially uh, again and said best mental health apps, because that's probably going to get us to a list or we can click on one of these looks like, you know, Google's prioritized this 23 mental health apps for stress, anxiety and more. So here's what's going to happen. We're going to get a list of apps. Oh, look, Headspace pops right up. Okay, fantastic. We already know about that one. Some of these, I guarantee just if we're looking at apps. Some of these are going to be things that are invented by, or you know, coded by uh, somebody and their brother. And they may not be a full (laughs) organization that is going to be a great fit for you, but there are probably other ones in here too. So we've got Inkscape. Have you heard of some of these here? Some of these, yep. Okay. Calm, the Calm app. Ooh, yeah. That was a Mm -hmm. really big a couple of years ago. Aura, that's another one. PTSD coach. Okay. So we've got a whole bunch of them here, one of the things that we can do, we've got the mindfulness app, 10% happier. We can actually go and look for the organizations Mm -hmm. that fit those. So let's take the Happify app. So let's see if we can find that Happify app. And then we might have to do a little bit more CSI style work. And say, okay, Happify, or we can go find the app itself. Happify apps on Google Play. We can go look at any one of these. So this comes from Happify Inc. Okay, so Happify Inc, we can now take that information and go, the, go to the next step. Well, it takes us to Happify.com. So that's probably the company is not the same name as the app, apparently. All right, let's go down here. And let's see if we can find what, either a list of their team or a list of careers or jobs. First of all, looks like we have a jobs list right here. Let's go into the team section. It'll give us an idea of how big they are. Okay. We've got co-founder and CEO. Pretty much all of these are going to have something like that. Uh, Head of Happify, DTX, head of healthcare, medical director, head of content strategy, head of enterprise marketing. So part of what I'm looking at right here, now that we're on this website, is trying to get an understanding of the size of this organization. Is it possible that they're going to have the set of resources to be able to hire someone like you? Right. And regardless of whether or not they, as a standard, have remote opportunities, or whether they're just like everybody else when we were working through COVID in a remote fashion, then this is going to give us some clues as to what they might have available. Okay, so it looks like they've got quite a few people on their leadership team. That's what I'm seeing mm-hmm. most of here. So I don't know if this is their entire team necessarily, but they've got a fair number of people on their leadership team. Let's go over to that job section here really quick just to get a glance at that. Okay, Happify Health, Director of Talent, New York City, New York City. So let's see, SBP, Payer of Sales. So they do have some... Remote for sure. Okay. Potential for some remote work. So they list a few different things. So this is an organization that already is doing some remote for sure. Likely is doing remote right now, and there may be an opportunity for them to make an exception if you found you know down the road that this is a right organization for you. You're right for it. So on and so forth. That's you know thinking seventeen steps ahead. But right. (laughs) that still is you know, where we need to be at. Let's not rule out that possibility. We don't see anything saying, we do not do remote work at all costs. We pride ourselves upon <laughs> having everyone under one roof at all times because it... In- yeah, we don't see anything. <laughs> okay. So instead, we've got a few encouraging signs. And that's all we need at this point to add them to our, our target list, assuming that we're seeing other things that line up with your ideal career profile and some of the pieces that you must have or that you're interested in. So, and if we go, have you, have you heard of this company or this app before?
1: I haven't, but I'm definitely gonna look into it.
3: Okay, fantastic. Look at that, by the way, we, we did that in what, three minutes, four minutes? I wrote I it really down. Wrong. But I, the reason I'm going into to demonstrate it at that level really quick before we get into any other organizations whatsoever, is because that's how all of these pieces work. It is a CSI type process where we get one little clue and then we use that clue to make a conclusion and then continue our search. And then we get another clue which leads to another clue which leads to another clue and potentially, and organization now we're probably gonna have just as many organizations if not more that we filter out based on what you know about what you want and that's okay that's actually a good sign because you could spend days and months and weeks and years researching organizations which by the way if you're not already doing this something that is very very helpful as you're researching organizations is to try and give yourselves a time limit And two ways that you can do that, choose whichever one's going to work for you. One would be to give yourself a time limit uh, spending on each organization and then adding it to the list or making a decision to not add it to the list and moving on. And like five to seven minutes is a great amount of time for that. Or, and you can literally set yourself a timer, like I can pull up a timer on Google and say seven minute timer. And then that'll just pop up a timer here. and I can go ahead and start it. And it'll sound really loud and annoying when I get to the end of (laughs) this. In this case, I'm actually going to close it down so we don't get the loud and annoying sound. Okay. Really, really easy way to do that. The other way to do that is just give yourself an allotted amount per day. And that way you don't go into the whole um, spending hours and days uh, researching companies that just aren't a fit for one reason or another because it's easy to get sucked into that. Once you identify and narrow down your list of organizations from your research, now it's time to reach out and begin getting to know the people in those organizations. This is one type of approach that we use with many of our our clients and students so that you can really understand, could this organization be right for you? So I'm oversimplifying a bit here, but I want to show you how this works. I talked through this process with Julie. Remember Julie from the beginning of the episode? Well, here's me explaining to her and interacting with her during the session exactly who she could reach out to for best results and how this could actually work. Even some verbiage that she can use.
0: I mean, That's really helpful. I guess what's maybe not clear is it's shifting gears is more on like, I don't have a good understanding exactly as, as we've discovered on the role being as important. I mean, it's important in that it has certain at things, but outside of that, it's not important, but I'll find different roles that I'll get really excited about. And then there's just always something missing. Like I don't have a CPA or I don't have, you know, whatever. So that's kind of like, if I'm finding these organizations and I'm reaching out and they want to know more about me or just how to speak to that, that aspect, if I'm not is this, like I'm clear, but I'm not clear. If that makes any yes. sense. Yes.
3: Yeah. And that's a common place where people get tripped up to, or I should say that it's common to be worried about that because a lot of times we feel a pressure to <laughs> say we are interested in a particular role or uh, or to provide that as a place to start. Here's the way that I would handle it and the way that I have handled it in the past. And we've had a lot of other people be successful with in in CCB too. Fo- since you're focusing on organizations first, what that might sound like if you were to take the next step of reaching out to people, then instead of saying, hey, you know, I'm really interested in blah, blah, blah type role, it can be completely driven from the, you know what, I found your organization as I was looking on uh, the EDC and just be very transparent with that. I'm going to make a true career change in in the near future. And I'm trying to do some research to find out what organizations could be right for me. And I really wanted to learn more about yours. And some of the things that stood out to me were A, B, and C. The fact that it appears you have a you know, environment with a high, highly supportive and collaborative, almost family-like setting. And I'm trying to, trying to understand more about what you do. Would you be willing to chat with me a little bit to, so I could learn more about your organization and you know, what you love about it and what, uh, what you don't love about it? And that's it, that type of conversation. That is very, very simple. Now, I think something that is very useful as it relates to approaching organizations first is you probably want to go higher up in terms of roles. When you're reaching out to people, you're probably not reaching out to somebody in a mid-level role. You're probably reaching out to upper end type roles, upper end, typically leadership in the organization. Two Mm -hmm. reasons for that. Reason number one, actually, there's way more than two, but I'm only going to share two with you. The (laughs) uh, reason number one is that is going to give you better information about what the organization actually values and what the leadership is like because that's part of what you're going to need to know to make good decisions for yourself. Secondarily, if you decide that, hey, this is possibly an amazing fit or at least I want to know more, I want to dive in deeper to this particular organization and learn what else I can, then it becomes much easier to do so because after you've already had a conversation and started to build a relationship with that person who's in leadership in that organization, if uh, you ask something like, Hey, you know, who else would you, who else would you suggest that I talk to in your organization to, to learn more? If that person makes a recommendation and introduces you to somebody else in the organization and they happen to be on a lower level in terms of, scope of the organization, then even if it's a request, it may not be looked at as much as a request and it's more likely to happen. So thinking a couple of steps ahead. If you know, your boss's boss's boss says that, uh, hey, Julie is amazing and I would love for you to talk to Julie, uh, could you spend a few minutes with her and you know, she has some questions about the organization, then a lot of times people are more willing to do so if it comes from your boss's boss's boss or whatever. Sure. So, Many more reasons why to do it that way. However, that's just a couple suggestions for places to start. Does okay. that help at all in terms of yes. how functionally
0: to yes. make that work? Just keep it all organization. I, yeah, I, I mean, it makes sense. It's just I've gone on like informational coffees and, and different things, which is how I've found the opportunity that hopefully plays out the way, I, you know, I hope. And it just—I'm—I'm I'm really used to getting the like. Well, what do you do, or what do you like to do, or want to do? And so that's where I, you know, it's just how to talk about that. But I,
3: I think one on of the, the things ahead. that would be very helpful for you, if you haven't already, getting into some of the interview prep module for being able to share stories, mm-hmm. particularly about some of the results that you've been able to get that you would like to delve more into in terms of uh, types of work too. But I think you can still be very transparent and also specific without pinning yourself down to a role. Okay. It's more difficult, I promise. And that's not how people are used to having it delivered. People are used to being able to put you in a box, but you're a multi-potentialite anyway, like you don't fit in a box. So (laughs) don't accidentally put yourself in a box. That's not serving you well. And it's certainly not serving your future organization well either if they've already put you into a, into a box and that's how they're thinking about you. So instead your communication with them is going to be much more about, you know, one of the things that I have been able to do and, uh, in you know past roles that I loved is being able to step in where I have influence over a variety of portions of the organization, you know for example, one of the things that I did in a past organization was you know, a, B, and C, and I absolutely love that because it allowed me to collaborate with you know five different people on three different teams, and it allowed me to get my hands into the p and l portion plus also the customer service portion plus also and I love being able to move amongst all of those different pieces because it allows me to learn and grow pretty rapidly. And I find that, you know, I'm able to do that in ways that just other people can't. So I want more of that. So it's going to require more explanations, being able to almost show them what you've done in the past and how it's gotten results for for past organizations. And then you being able to say, I want more of that type of thing. And then you can even be transparent with them. The problem is like there's often not a role that, <laughs> that fits that. So that's part of the reason why I'm taking a different approach. I want to find the organization or organizations that really are an amazing fit and build a relationship with them. And that's, that's why I'm here asking you questions. So I appreciate it.
0: Okay. And yeah, that makes sense.
3: It also takes the pressure off you to have to say the perfect thing too. It mm-hmm. allows you to just be much more transparent. And I think I find that for the right organization, that's they're going to appreciate that anyway. As you heard during these coaching sessions with Sherry and Julie, they were able to get deeper, more specific answers, which led to so much better results. Now, this is all stuff that seems really simple when, when you hear it on a podcast and you hear a coaching session. However, the reality is we find that it's really easy to get stuck in this phase. And so many people do. And that's one of the reasons why I want to make sure that you are aware just this week, we've just started accepting applications for our signature coaching program, which is entirely custom tailored coaching to support you for whatever type of transition you want to make in your career and in your life. And that's something that we would love to help with. It's what we do. It's what we love to do. But we only open our signature coaching program four to six times a year. I think we did it five times last year. And w- with that in mind, I want you to know that it's, if it's something you're interested in uh, or you think you might be interested in it, then here's a really easy way to find out. You can just text my coach to 44222 and you'll get a link to our coaching application. And with that coaching application, it's super easy. You'll just tell us a little bit about yourself, your situation, and you'll also schedule a time to chat with our team. And during that time, uh, you're not obligated to automatically sign up for the program or anything like that. That's not the case. Instead, what we do is we just learn as much as we can about you, and we make a recommendation for you. Now, that could be that, yes, our signature coaching program is absolutely right for you, or it could be that, you know what, um, we're not the best people to help for one reason or another, and then we'll try and point you in a good direction for, uh, for you and what you actually need. One way or another, we'll be absolutely transparent with you. So if you want to see if signature coaching is right for you, just text my coach, that's M-Y-COACH, C-O-A-C-H, to 44222. Just pause this right now, and you can do that. Hey, we have so much more coming up for you next week, right here on Happen to Your Career. Take a listen to what's coming next.
2: In LA, I ran into a boss that uh, I thought he was unreasonable. He was one of these screamers. I worked six days a week and I wasn't happy. And so I found another job and I quit and uh, took a job in Lancaster, Pennsylvania. at a hotel doubled my salary and I got fired after 90 days. place went bankrupt my wife had warned me but i didn't listen to
3: her all right see you next week until then i am out adios hey are you still listening we actually have a another session i wanted to share with you that has a little bit of a little bit of uh, other points tips if you really are interested in learning how to make identifying companies a priority for you identify organizations that could be a fit so here's some extra tips just for hanging around because you're one of our clearly if you're listening all the way to the end you're one of our best podcast listeners so you're awesome we love you here you go so i think what we'll do is we'll actually start out fairly tactical And this is not how I usually start. Usually we start, you know, big picture and then, you know, more with the soft stuff and then move into tactical. However, I think in this case, I want to show you some of the tactical pieces. And then from there, we can talk about how to use those tactical pieces in a way that makes sense for you and try and get to the reaching out. Maintaining the confidence through that, so that you don't get stopped up along the way. Because I think you're totally capable of doing that. However, you and I both know that just because just because we're capable of it doesn't mean that all of the all of the pieces pop up. Like ah, I don't know if I'm going to be qualified for this. Are they going to want somebody with a, you know this type right. of experience? All the things that run into our heads exactly. along yeah. the way. Other okay. things running but,
2: around up there all the time.
3: <laughs> yeah, yeah, about that. This would be a lot easier if it if it wasn't, but unfortunately, that uh, that makes you human. So that part is a good sign. Yeah. Does that sound like a good plan?
2: Yeah, sounds great. Thank you. I appreciate it. Okay,
3: cool. We'll start there then. So here's what I'm going to do. I'm actually going to share my screen. Um. By the way, let me just say that you did a really fantastic job, and I know you said you put a lot of time and effort into it, but I think you did a really phenomenal job with the ideal career profile uh, section defining what great looks like yeah. for you. So that's actually uh, once you can start identifying companies and understand more about how to do that, and once you can start Uh, interacting with more of those people in those organizations, that's actually going to be helpful for you in the long run, because it's going to give you, you already have a better idea of what great can look like for you, because you've done all this wonderful work. So nicely done.
2: Thanks. I think I like doing that anyway. I think I like the reflective work. I mean, it's always easier, right? But I think it's fun for me also to like, understand that about myself. And I like understanding that in general. So I think that kind of stuff in general for me is interesting. So that's why I think I enjoyed it more.
3: Cool. I would say it's not easier for everyone, but I think that gives some clues as to some of your strengths and where Uh, your tendencies lie as well on Mm -hmm. top of it. Okay, so here's where I'd like to start then. One of the things that you had sent me was here's some of the – here's a list of intriguing companies that you might be interested in here. So I want to show you just a couple of tricks to help you – um, help you be able to expand your list of target companies. Okay. So one of the things that's just super easy to do, if you already have some companies to start with, is to do a, <laughs> almost like the, the Pictionary equivalent. Like, you know, one word, sounds like, and uh, do the, the Google equivalent of, uh, of Pictionary almost, okay. I guess I should have said. So what that might look like is saying um, companies like Amplify. I pulled one of those off your list here. And we may or may not get anything from that. However, I wanna show you uh, what that can look like when it, when it works and what it might look like if it doesn't go well, too. That way you're prepared for both. So, okay, this is, this is actually pretty cool. So one of the things that has a tendency to pop up is other competitors, or people in the same space as that organization have paid for ads. So now that is not the intent of Google ads. (laughs) Google ads, the intent is obviously to be able to sell, you know, whatever whatever stuff that organization actually sells and, you know, bring in more leads, bring in more clients or customers or whatever. However, um, knowing that Google works that way, and that uh, similar companies might pay for ads, we can use it almost to reverse engineer uh, the process or have another way to get at other organizations. Now, interestingly enough, I, I haven't even scrolled down the Google results yet here. We've got a lot of things on here. Interestingly enough, we not only pop up ads for similar organizations that might be able to be added to your list. I don't know that I've heard of any of these, no, I have heard of two of them, I guess. Either way, I also pop up a organic result of top 20 alternatives and competitors to Amplify. That doesn't necessarily mean that you need to automatically add all of these organizations to your list. But what it does do, if you're interested in one type of organization, it gives you a place to start and spend some time investigating these other organizations that could potentially be a fit or at least are in the same space. Okay. So it, uh, does that make sense? Yeah.
2: And just to ask, is this recorded?
3: It is recorded, yes. Okay. If uh, afterwards, if there's any pieces that you would prefer that we don't have or anything, just let me know. Okay. And we'll, Josh will work the magic of editing now. Okay. Josh is our uh, content manager. OK. So, uh, otherwise, yes, it'll be recorded too, so that I can send you a copy as well. Okay, so that cool. You can have a copy. And also, if you're comfortable with it at the end, then we might do like what we did with uh, Sherry and Julie, where we shared some of it with our community too. Sure. So, that said, Uh, If I go further down the list, too, I actually pop up a lot of, well, not a lot, but several competitors as well. Okay, so this is one approach. Because then what I can do is I can start clicking or searching on some of these. Like, kudos, hey, I've never heard of that, but they're pretty highly rated, so maybe that's a good thing. Mm -hmm. Or, you know, Lattice, which I had not ever heard of them, but also... Yeah, they're pretty highly rated. So at least their customers are having a good experience for the most part. And that's a good place to start because that may give us some clues as to what the organization is like. Not necessarily that we need to immediately reach out to them, but enough to further investigate.
2: Okay.
3: Does that make sense? Yeah,
2: definitely.
3: Then I can absolutely go into and you know, type in, you know, Lattice, or in this case, they actually I have an ad too. Lattice People Management, if I wanted to say, okay, well, what is that? And then from there, I can go into, let's see, what do they have up here that's gonna be useful for us? About us, Um, company updates from the team, or if we scroll to the bottom, very, very bottom, let's see what we have as it relates to careers. Okay, fantastic. What do we know about that? Some of the things that we might be looking for that pertain to you are, are they open to um, remote opportunities? That's one thing that we might be looking for. Let's see, so far I see positions in San Francisco, see NYC positions, so I don't necessarily have too much information as I keep scrolling. Um, I don't see anything else about that, but if I go down to...
4: actual positions themselves,
3: do they have a remote option? They don't, that doesn't necessarily mean I wanna rule them off the list immediately. If I find that, hey, this is an organization that I actually might be interested in, then keep them on the list because even though the website might say this, (laughs) many organizations, even after they come out of COVID, are going to make policy changes, they're gonna make practice changes, and now as, Accelerated version to many organizations doing remote work where they might not have been doing it yeah. before. Okay. So, what I would say is don't entirely judge, for you in particular, don't entirely judge whether an organization is a fit or not just based solely on whether or not they offer remote work. Even though I know that that's something that you're highly interested in, mm-hmm. this particular timing is helpful to you because if you can line up other pieces of the organization that are a fit, then it's going to allow you the opportunity to uh, talk about whether remote makes sense.
2: Okay.
3: Sound good?
2: Yeah, definitely.
3: That's okay. So this is just one tactic that I might use pretty commonly for someone who like you already has a partial list built up. So great work on defining some of the initial list. And any questions about this type of tactic in terms of like what else you might do or what what makes sense here before we go on to the next one? No,
2: I don't think so.
3: Okay, just interrupt me if uh, if you have any other questions. So another way we might go about this here, if I go back, let's see, we've got other companies on this list here. Um, Glassdoor has a feature built in that's not for this purpose at all. However... Something that we can, something that we can do. Let's see, Glassdoor. Let's go find that same organization on Glassdoor, or a different organization here. Here, I'll continue with Google.
4: Voila. Continue as me.
3: Says I'm in Afraida, but I'm not. All right. Let's look up. What was it? Amplify. I still have that? Yeah. Yeah. Let's look up that one.
4: Okay. Search. And let's see what we've got here. Oh, did it search any freighter?
3: Whoops. Let's get that out of there. Companies. Amplify. Try this one more time. Okay. Amplify. Fantastic,
4: see what we have here,
3: okay we have, oh wow, 5.0 stars, that's a good sign, right?
2: Yeah.
3: Next level culture and leadership of helping people achieve their career potential at work. This is a good sign overall as far as things go. not a lot here, but typical growing pains. Amplify is rapidly growing, so you need to be flexible and willing to lend a helping hand, even if it is in your job description. So my question to you is That a bit about what you're looking for, because for some people that's a positive, and some people that's not a positive at all.
2: Um, I think it, I, it would depend on specific questions I would want to ask them. What does that mean? What kind of growing pains? How does that affect people's you know, jobs day to day? Jumping in, I I think would be that that I'm up for. Jumping in, lending, a helping hand if it's not on my job description. That's something I like doing if I can learn in a learning environment. So that's definitely something I'd be interested in.
3: Okay. It's definitely already as long as this is not too long ago. When was this? January 24th, 2020. So this is not that long ago. So they're probably a relatively small organization overall and people probably wear a lot of hats and probably part of the culture just based on what they're putting in here. Um, they're considering it a con. However, for the right person, uh, somebody who wants to be involved with a lot of different things, that would be right for. Mm-hmm. H- however, here's the other reason I bring you over here, and I'm pointing these pieces out just so that you can get an idea of how to interpret some of what may be written here and read a little bit underneath the surface okay, uh, or a couple layers um, overall, however, I also want to point out that they have a, let's see, where is it here? Oh, here we go. See this create comparison link? Oh yeah, okay. All right. This is intended so that you can see competitors, uh, and there's a variety of reasons you might use this. However, uh, in this particular case, you can use it because it'll make suggested Uh, It uses an algorithm to suggest other similar companies based on a a variety of criteria. Now, the great thing is it might expose you to other organizations that you hadn't previously considered. Interestingly enough, Citrix, I think, was on your list. It was on my list, yeah. Okay, so we're probably on the right track here. Yeah. The, uh, the downside of this suggested companies is that we don't know all the pieces of the algorithm for how it's arriving at these suggested companies. So okay. I think that anything that you pop in here, like you could do that with your entire list and just like find them on Glassdoor and then do a comparison. And then it's going to say, hey, here's a similar company. Uh, and it's probably worth at least checking out each of the organizations on a face value Okay. Face uh, value option and then you if you see what you look like then you can dive in further and then you can develop hey uh sorry uh, you can determine how do i reach out to or people in this organization if you determine there's enough here where it could make sense to be a fit
2: okay
3: any, any questions on this
2: no that's cool i like that feature i didn't know that was there
3: Yeah, so it's not it's not designed for that. However, (laughs) I mean, most of what I'm teaching you right now is just byproducts of other features on the internet that's already in existence. But how to leverage them to find out more information or find get access to other organizations in ways that most people just haven't thought of. Yeah, and there's actually there's tons of other ways that you can do this too. But that's how I want you to start thinking about this too. How can I find out one piece? of information, and then leverage what's in front of me to get to another clue about another organization. Okay. And that's the CSI-style work that often is needed for this piece of the process. Okay. Okay, I want to show you one other thing, too, that I had in mind as well. Let's see. Who else do you have on here? You have TED.com, you had Gladly, InnoSight, Citrix. Um, One other thing that you can do with either this list or any of these suggested options, I can then take any of these organizations, and then I can go over to places like remote.co or the Muse or Indeed or any place that allows me to search by remote work, and then I can see if these organizations show up with any type of remote jobs whatsoever. Okay. And that can help me understand, do they already have an existing remote culture? So here's how that might look. I might go over to, let's see, remote.co. I think I don't actually know that I've tried this with remote.co. However, let's see if it works. It does work on FlexJobs, and it definitely works on the Muse as well. But I can, um, let's see, see all questions in all companies. In this case, I can actually go to, uh, where
4: is it here? I might have to log in. There was a place
3: on here, and I'm not seeing it now, where I... Uh, thought that I could type in the company or search from organizations and see, are they on this list? If they're on remote.co, they already, that's pretty good indication that they are uh, hiring or considering hiring people who are working remotely or more flexibly. Same thing goes for flex jobs. Okay. And the Muse looks a little bit differently overall. The Muse The way that you search on there is you can search by organization. Let's see, Muse.com, I think is where it's at. Whoops, that's not the right. It's TheMuse.com. And let's see, search jobs and companies. I'm going to go ahead and get rid of that. And I'll just search for an organization and see if anything pops up. In this case, it's popping up Amplify, but not Amplify. So, um, that's not gonna help me in this particular case, but I can go through that list and say, okay, Citrix. Oh, Citrix Engineer. And then what else I can do, now that I've validated that Citrix is on there, then I can say, okay, choose location, or I can go through and look at jobs from Citrix, Um, actually, you know what? These are all Citrix administrators, so these are users of Citrix, these are not the organization itself. But if it were on here, then I could do a search for Citrix and then I could select the box that says remote um, when I'm looking at jobs. Let's see, choose location. Oh, you know what? Yeah, flexible remote. There it is. And then I could search for a flexible remote within that organization. Okay. Does that make sense how I do that? Yeah. Okay. So that's another way to validate it. In this case, the three companies that we use uh, aren't listed on here, but you can start to see how can I utilize one site with another to validate uh, whether or not this organization might already work remotely.
2: Yeah, that's helpful too.
3: In the Muse's case, the Muse makes um, not all, but a, a pretty high portion of the revenue through um, organizations that pay them to advertise on there. Okay. So they only work with so many organizations. They're kind of a premium version of that where Indeed is a, I would call it a less premium. It's a lot less expensive to advertise on Indeed versus it is, versus on the Muse. Um, So the Muse actually just has less companies feature down there in general. Uh, But indeed, you can do the same thing with too. Okay. Does that help?
2: Yeah, it does.
3: Okay. All right. And uh, for time's sake, then I'm going to leave you with those, those three tactics. However, what are some of your biggest places you're getting stuck as it relates to the next step? So let's say that, you know, amplify or any one of these organizations you want to reach out to. Uh, help me understand where you're getting stuck with how to either how to reach out to, or just um, simply the act of, of reaching out to them in one way or another. Because I know sometimes you're you are saying, "Hey, I get I get either stuck in my head, or ask these questions in my head, or whatever else." Uh, or are there other reasons that you're getting stuck to helping understand? just a little
2: um, bit I think with Jennifer and I, we were looking at, we were working on resume and LinkedIn and kind of everything all together because we, you know, she talked about being prepared in case, you know, if you have a conversation, you want to make sure you have your resume kind of prepared. So we worked on kind of all of it together, reaching out part, I feel more confident now because I have a better resume, but I think it's yeah. a combination of a few of those things, partly my current experience um, the negative connotation that comes with that and kind of trying to separate myself, um, you know, from the good experience that I do have and not connect it to something bigger that it really isn't. Um, it's more of a view of what the company maybe has and how they st- uh, structure it, but it really isn't personal against me just to be able to separate that. So that when I reach out and have these conversations, I don't I come across positive. So I think that has a big, it's kind co- of a big factor of it and then um, i think just fear of feeling not good enough that my experience won't be good enough to transition my skills into a better company Um, i think that's the two biggest things mostly just fear and confidence i think
3: okay that makes a ton of sense i mean that's that's the case for a lot of people so you're in good company um let's see i think couple things that might help for you then just knowing that that's where you're where you're getting stuck sometimes uh, one would be you, how shall I say it you're pretty easy to get along with right? like <laughs> yeah. in all the interactions that I've had with you <laughs> Like as far as people go you're pretty likable so laid back what's that?
2: Is that I'm laid back,
3: um, said, I'm laid back. <laughs> you, you're yeah, I mean, part of it is being laid back, but also um, that's just part of, of how you come across too. I think you've got a good energy, and I think people pick up on that and here's, here's the reason I'm going into that, other than, other than to give you a compliment, which is partially my intention, oh. but the bigger reason is that. When you are reaching out and when you're having some of these conversations or interactions with people, whether it should matter or not about whether you have all of the perfect sets of experience, it has a tendency to matter less Mm. if they're having a great interaction with you, whether that be in an initial message or phone call or... Uh, something, you know, any way that you might reach out or interact with them initially, or whether that be in a you know meeting that you've set up for you know 20 minutes or 15 minutes or something along those lines to be able to learn more about their organization. Either way, I think you've got a lot of things going for you just in how you come off in your interactions. And when people like you and have had a great interaction with you, then it has a tendency to matter less, not not that it's totally unimportant, but it has a tendency to matter less about what exact sets of experience you have mm-hmm. and matter more about what they perceive that you can, what value and contribution they perceive that you can um, add based on their interaction with you.
2: Okay.
3: So I think that... Um, the reason I'm going into all that level of detail there is because I want to try and reassure you a little bit that you already have a lot of things going in your favor. Okay. And if you get in there and you are legitimately interested and acting legitimately interested about them and their organization, and you have a great interaction, and during that interaction, you're also able to share just a little bit about what you're looking for, too. And that doesn't have to be, I'm, I'm looking for a, a sales manager position in the blah, 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 industry. It have to be like that, but it can be. You know, I'm, I am in the process of making a career change, and you know, I'm really looking for a, a leadership team that has these qualities because that's something that uh, that matters a lot to me with the next organization. And you know, I'm I'm trying to understand more about where I can where I can find that. And it seems like you know, your your organization has a lot of that. Part of the reason it matters to me is because uh, when, I, when I'm with an organization, yeah, I find that I'm able to contribute a lot more in this area, this area, and this area, uh, when I am a great fit with the leadership team uh, on the high side of the organization and that culture that's permeating through it. So Now, you don't have to say that exact same thing. however they will make their judgments, the person that you're talking to will make their judgments based on that interaction. And if you find through that interaction that there's enough there to either continue a conversation or try and discover more about that organization, then that allows you to to be able to do that. And then at the end of that conversation, if it seems like you've had a great experience and they've had a great experience. You could do one of several things. You could say something like, uh, Hey, who else would you recommend that I talk to in the organization? You know, I, I really appreciate you you sharing uh, your perspective. And I also really appreciate you taking the time and I am uh, actually kind of excited to learn more about, you know, Amplify or whatever organization that you're talking about. Okay. Who else would you recommend that I speak with? Mm-hmm. And then they might say, Oh, you should talk to, you should talk to Tim over in, you know, leadership development, blah, 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 blah. And then you can say, okay, that sounds awesome. I would love to talk to Tim. Would you be willing to introduce me to Tim? Okay. Uh, or you can say, um, you can say, Hey, this is, you know, this has been, this has been fantastic. Really appreciate it. I, I would love to new, know more. What advice would you give me if I decided this is an organization that I really wanted to work with? Okay. And either way in any of those scenarios, it's going to allow you to set next steps versus just the conversation dead ending. Okay. Does that make sense?
2: Yeah, Yeah. I think that's happened to me before because I, I started doing something like this in the past with a couple of different people and it just kind of yeah, ended like a dead end. I didn't quite know. Sometimes people forget to follow up and then I wasn't sure what to do and didn't want to bother people. So that was kind of like I hesitated to follow up and didn't quite know where to take it after that conversation happened.
3: Yeah, yeah. Then that, that, it, that totally makes sense. That absolutely can happen. The reason I'm going into that level of detail there is because I want you to realize how it can look a few steps ahead mm-hmm. so that you are putting less pressure on yourself to um, be accepted right off the get-go. Okay. OK? And I think that that's really important for you because you are um, you're going to find some organizations that aren't a fit.. Mm-hmm. It may be because they don't think that you're a great fit, but probably more than likely you're going to find organizations that you don't think you're a fit for because you don't want to work there. Mm-hmm. And this type of process that we're talking about and you know, having these types of interactions with, with people in the organization, it is less about whether or not they think you you are awesome and more about... How can you learn and what can you learn about the organization and that individual as you have an interaction with them?
2: Okay.
3: And then that takes the pressure off of you to have to perform and say the perfect thing or do the perfect thing or it to lead immediately to a job okay. and puts more of the emphasis on, hey, how can I just figure out if this organization is worth continuing to talk to? Okay. That makes sense. And then, it, then when you're thinking about it that way, I find it's a little bit easier, not always super easy, but a little bit easier to have the confidence to make some of those initial reach outs when it really legitimately is coming from a, I'm just going to figure out if this organization is right for me mm-hmm. and whether I should
4: keep it on the list or not. Okay.